Welcome to HR Talk with HR Locker. On today's episode, we have Rory Guckian, owner of GHR Consulting. Rory is a highly experienced and qualified HR professional with both national and international experience. Prior to setting up GHR Consulting, Rory worked in senior HR management roles in London and in Galway. Rory is also CIPD qualified and has a BCom from NYG a Master's in Corporate Strategy and People Management and Development from NUIG, and a postgrad in Human Resource Management from London Metropolitan University. And today, we're discussing strategies that companies should be taking around communication, engagement, and inclusion when it comes to returning to work. We talk about a very interesting NUIG study that centers around the topic of remote working, and we also discuss how to go about making a future crisis strategy. Rory, thanks for joining us uh, today on the podcast. Just to start off, to give people and listeners an idea, uh, could you just tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do? Sure, yeah. So I'm based in Galway City. Um, I am a HR consultant. So I just set up my own consultancy back in October of 2019. Um, I suppose going back to to the start, I I did my degree um, in commerce and NUIG and did a master's in corporate strategy and people management. Um, I, my first job after that, I, I went up to Dublin to work for a beer company, Stella Artois, in a HR uh, role, and uh, I worked for about two and a half years with them, getting two free cases of beer with every paycheck. So it was a dream first job, really. Um, I spent about two and a half years traveling, working in, in, in basic HR roles in Australia and New Zealand, um, and I returned to Ireland in the middle of the, the credit crunch um, in December 20, 2009. Uh, and my next eight door role was at Crossrail in London. So I moved to London for four years with my wife. And uh, I worked for a French company called Sistra, who, who were helping to build the Crossrail project. So Crossrail is the largest um, civil engineering project worth about 16 billion wow. in the UK. Um, after I got married in October 2013, I moved home and I worked for um, a couple of companies. I, I moved to, um, I worked with Barry and Balmaslow for four years. Um, which is actually where I initially became familiar with HR Locker. It was exactly really what we were what we were after um, at that stage, and I worked as a Caraboyle HR director in Galway for, for a period of time as well. But um, to be honest, from from speaking to to friends of mine who are business owners, they were constantly looking for HR advice. So I realised that there was definitely a market. I think for um, small to medium-sized businesses who want to outsource their HR functions so uh, so that's why I set up on my own and uh, well so far so good apart from the worldwide lockdown you know yeah absolutely um, and obviously COVID being the topic that it is for the last few weeks and months you mentioned there um, people looking for advice uh, from you as a HR consultant has a lot of that been around COVID? Yeah I mean the, the, the main thing people are looking for at the moment is they're looking to reopen their offices you know and they're they want to do it in a safe way I mean obviously there's a duty of care from the employer to their employee under the, the health and safety um, legislation okay so so they want to make sure that they're not putting their employees at risk by asking them to come back to a workplace that potentially is unsafe for them um, but I mean there's a lot of there's a lot of things I'm advising my clients there's a lot of basic structures they can put in place to to make it you know and make employees i mean most employees are, are worried let's be honest about it so yeah. it's trying to put them at ease so mm-hmm. it's it's um it, it's communicating with the employees to let them know what they're doing to mitigate you know the the effects of of the covid of the situation you know yeah absolutely so they're pretty much they're asking you for kind of a strategy 
how to come back into the office, maybe in a dual working type of way or maybe full time? Yeah, well, it's, it's probably twofold, really. That's, that's for clients who are probably in a position to, to reopen and they, they want to work out a strategy yeah, to reopen and what they can be doing. So I'm advising them, you know, to, you know, reduce maybe the numbers in the office. So if they have 30 employees to only maybe let 15 into the office at any one time, mm-hmm. maybe set up a, a safe return task force who will kind of consist of maybe the HR manager, a few other senior managers and a few employees. And put up social distancing notices within within the business, and um, which obviously they can download from from the HSE, um, and increase maybe the the cleaning frequency within within the offices as well. You know, so maybe do a, a big deep clean, but but have it so that whenever someone whenever an employee enters, they have to wash their hands. Maybe put wipes and stuff on everybody's desk, um, and and just reinforce the the whole sanitization um, aspect to 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 the cleaning of the office. You know. Yeah, that's actually very interesting. There's actually the health and safety considerations um, and the duty of care, as well as just, uh, you know, the strategy of how to get them back in there, but keep them healthy in there while they are there as well. Absolutely. And I mean, it's, it's, it's not just on the, the employer side. The, the employee has a duty of care as well. You know, if they're feeling under the weather that they need to stay at home, you know, if they, if they feel like they, they may have the symptoms of COVID, the last place you want them is come into a, a, an enclosed workspace, you know. So it's, it's not just on the employer. The employer can do so much. But I yeah. mean, they're, they're relying on, on the employee to, to behave in a responsible manner as well. Yeah, absolutely. Will there be strategies around communication and, you know, inclusion, engagement and that when, when planning the, to return to well, work? I, I, I was speaking, as I mentioned, on, on local radio yesterday. And all I would really reinforce to employers is to, you know, communicate with their staff. <clears throat> it doesn't need to be, it can just be a WhatsApp group. It can be an email but it's it'd be doing it on a regular basis to update them where the business is at with regards to government guidelines um you know when it when it expects to reopen so it's not a strategy as such it's just basic communication and you'd be amazed the amount of employers who basically haven't been in touch with their staff in four or five weeks you know so <clears throat> it's keeping the communication channels going keeping the employees informed letting them know when the business hopes to reopen, I mean, because these people are, it's, this is their livelihood as well. So it, it's, it's just basic um, keeping employees informed. Yeah, and I suppose that's the stuff that might might slip your mind as a manager to actually keep those uh, root those engagements, uh, keep them going. Um, I was speaking to someone recently. Actually, um, they just started using HR Locker, and their employees actually had come back to them and said, you know, we're we're all working from home now, or some of them were temporarily laid off, and the only link they really had with their managers was actually through using the system because they were in there communicating and, and such. But um, that's a that's a very interesting point. And I, there- I actually I actually I actually got a text um, from from an old colleague yesterday after after discussing it um, on the radio, and her her comment was something along the lines of, um, "We haven't heard a single thing." <laughs> in six weeks you know so oh, they're, they're all working from home and yeah. so again people take it for granted it's it's a whatsapp message once a week it's an email once a week it doesn't need to be it can even be a brief phone call just yeah. to, to reassure people because yeah. look, people are worried you know there's going to be a lot of redundancies and that's probably the, the second most um topical issue I'm, I'm faced with from from employers you know it's it's not just a, a lot of people won't be in a position to reopen and, and they're, they're they're looking for advice around redundancy you know yeah absolutely are there would you say Rory um, existing HR policies and procedures that you might have in your business that need to be reviewed when you know the lockdown starts to ease a little bit people can kind of seep back into their offices a little 
Well, I think after the lockdown, businesses are really going to reevaluate the way they work and there's going to be a much more focus on working from home. I mean, there was a, there was a study just completed in, in NUID this week where 83% of, I think, over 7,000 respondents said they, they wanted to work from home more often after this. And I think 50% of those respondents never worked from home before. Um, and I've seen it in my own experiences in, in Ireland where the employers maybe were a bit sceptical of working from home and probably saw it as, well, if I can see them and they're not in the office nine to five, am I getting value for money? Was was the kind of, uh, in my opinion, was, was the kind mm-hmm. of mindset. Yeah. So, I mean, a lot of the policies will have to be updated. The, the first one, most companies wouldn't even have a working from home policy prior to this. Now, they may have implemented one in the last few weeks, but there should be a robust policy as to, you know, what it entails, um, just what the guidelines were, you know, saying it may not, everybody may not be able to work from home. So what you're saying really is that you need to have more definitions in place on what uh, remote working is going forward, especially for companies that maybe, you know, financial services or something like that, who, who don't have a lot of remote work uh, or be as accustomed to it as maybe the tech sector or early startups. Yeah, I, I mean, when you're working from home policy, you, you need to basically outline that all employees aren't going to be eligible from working from home. And it's going to create probably a bit of jealousy within the workplace where, mm-hmm. where some employees are, you know, getting the home because they see their, some colleagues and work from home and some can't. So you have a clear policy outlining what the criteria is from working from home and mm-hmm. who gets to decide, you know, you don't want to turn it into a free for all where, yeah. where everybody wants to work from home where it doesn't suit the business needs, you know? Yeah, exactly. I, uh, I've actually been working, uh, I've, I've been dual working for the last maybe four and a half to five years. And I've had a lot of colleagues in the past who were like, Oh, you work from home two days a week. That must be great. It must be so easy and all this. And I can't say, I can tell them it's not easy, but I've had texts over the last few weeks of those people who have now been forced into remote work and they realize now that, you know, it's not, it's not just all rosy in the garden and just, um, and just simple and you can sit back in your couch and relax. You know, you do have to actually make extra effort in terms of communication with your colleagues, extra effort in terms of working on projects together and collaborating and, and, you know, the, the same productivity, if not more productivity um, can be, can be expected. So uh, I was very relieved when people started to understand that working from yeah. home isn't just, um, it's not just, t- it's not taking a day off, you know? And I, I actually had this conversation with my sister over a coffee a couple of days ago. And I said, if employees were smart, now is the time where they should be increasing their productivity if they're working from home. Because when the offices reopen and they want to continue working from home, they want to be able to demonstrate to their employers that, look, I worked from home for two months and, you know, my work level didn't drop. So therefore, you can trust me to, to do this on a more regular basis, even if it's one or two days a week. Um, and what you're finding, even with positions I'd be recruiting for, People are coming to me, I recruit an accountant, and she simply said, look, I, I'll, I'll do three days from home and I'll do two days in the office. And it's, it's, it's just a lifestyle choice, and it's going to be, it's going to be reinforced by, by the COVID lockdown, I think. And it's definitely going to change the way um, a lot of people uh, work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting you say that. I have a friend who uh, works for one of the large uh, hedge fund uh, companies. Um, I won't name the company, obviously, but he's working remotely. Uh, his two-year-old son is in the house, and... Um, his wife is there, obviously, and his his partner's there to to help. But um, that commuting time that's eliminated has just made his life so different. Um, usually, he'd be stuck on a bus for like an hour each way, and he's he's a uh, because obviously he knows the nature of the business in HR Locker and that I work there. He's asked me for some advice um, on how you know how he can actually boost his productivity so that it so that 
he's more productive at home and the company will see that because him and a lot of other people I'm speaking to are kind of really enjoying working from home and they're seeing productivity increases as well. So they actually need some guidance as to how to, how to breach that subject with their employer as well. Yeah, look, I, I mean, in, in Galway, as I said, where I'm based, the traffic is, is chronic. And if employers are now saying, well, I can get an extra two hours of work out of, out of Ganyo up in the account office rather than having them come over and back across town and potentially being stressed, um, I mean, it's, it's a no-brainer, you know? Yeah, yeah. And then in terms of those employers... Um, who are getting those requests that now, you know, now their team, like I, I know Twitter just announced re, uh, yesterday, I think it was, it's the, yesterday was the 12th of May, 2020, um, that they're going to give the option to the vast majority of their employees to work from home. But uh, obviously Twitter might um, have a head start or might have the resources to kind of get internal policies and procedures fixed before they make that offer. But in your experience, what existing HR policies and procedures need to be reviewed um, for when lockdown eases and people might, you know, continue to work from home? Yeah, I mean, quite a lot of them really i mean you're 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 going to need to update your your health and safety policy because you need to be you need from your employees that they're working in a in a safe environment so you might need some kind of sign off from them as to as to what hazards they have at home maybe a risk assessment and you'll need to create a, a flexible working policy um, not just a work from home policy but but actually a flexible working policy where you're saying well you know you know do you want to even condense the work week into into a four day week or or uh, four days in in the office, one day um, at home. Um, there will be a computer security access policies would need to be looked at as well, um, because if people are working from home on their own, you know, their own Wi-Fi or their own personal laptops. Um, so again, there needs to be some kind of clarity as to as to the standard of security that's expected. Mm-hmm. Um, even the disciplinary policy would need to be updated to say if people are working from home um, kind of without authorization that it will result in disciplinary action. I mean, 99% of, of disciplinary policies won't probably have anything about that in place. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, you'd almost need a time timekeeping and attendance policy. Again, it's just reiterating what the, what the procedures, procedures were. If somebody is working from home, are they still expected to clock in um, as normal and clock out as normal? Do they need to do they need to record their breaks when they're working from home? Mm-hmm. So there, there's, there's quite a lot of, um, just quite a lot of, administration around the policies that employers need to be aware of yeah absolutely and then in terms of the future um we'll say we have all of our hr policies and procedures and all of our documentation is in order but if there is a future crisis or a pandemic in the next few years again uh, what kind of plans should a company put in place to be ready for that well it's funny when when i worked for crossrail in london um, I was based in Canary Wharf and we were about 30 stories up with an amazing view of, of London City. And I, I sat beside a girl from Australia for about two and a half years and her job was a uh, business uh, continuity coordinator. And she was constantly trying to get very busy project managers, very, very, a project manager could have been on a 500 million pound project. So these are, these are a very busy um, process and trying to get them into meetings as to what will happen. Um, should you know the building fall down or should the IT system crash all about worst case scenarios and um, so I mean it's it's a huge eye-opener I think the the COVID lockdown for employers and I spoke to some of my own clients who who were frantically spending the week of the lockdown trying to get uh, the IT um, professionals out to their offices get all of their employees set up 
on uh, VPNs and 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 things that were, they could access the computer files, you know. Yeah. Um. So it's the same as anything, and you see a lot in HR until something goes wrong, it's not taken seriously. And now with the COVID, it's a huge eye opener for employers, and they they need to be able to to have someone within the business who's responsible for the business continuity. Who will be who will basically outline to them what is required and make the investment. I mean, it's, the investment is mainly in IT structure. Um, when I was in Dubai, for example, you know, you'd you'd have one server on site and and one server off site. Um, because if the building burns down, you know, you need to make sure you have you you still have your files, you can still mm-hmm. process orders, you still have all your customer details. Mm-hmm. Again, it's until something happens like COVID, that's when people jump into action. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that is some fantastic advice. Um, so a quick recap. We've covered everything there. Communication, engagement, inclusion, something that you said is very important, along with the health and safety stuff. Um, updating all of the current policies and procedures that might be applicable and putting in place uh, contingency plans um, and obviously a lot of the tech stuff that you might need in order to do that. Um, so we've covered an awful lot there. Um, so that's very valuable, Rory. I won't keep you too long because uh, we'd love to have you on again and hone in on some of these topics and maybe expand into others. So Ruri, thanks for joining us. Uh, we're looking forward to having you on another podcast. Uh, just in closing, uh, would there be anything uh, anything key that you'd like to let the listeners know? Um, well, I suppose it's just really making them aware of the resources that are available to employers during the current pandemic, which um, which can be of assistance, not just employers, but employees maybe who are sitting at home and want to... Want to um, maintain their, their skill level. I mean, with, with the local enterprise offices, they offer a business continuity grants worth 2,500 euro um, and therefore pay for services for IT services, which kind of links into what I was saying there about businesses who maybe want to, um, you know, update their IT infrastructure for the working from home. And um, all those details are available on, on the local um, enterprise office website. Um, Skillnet as well, which is a government funded um, training um, group. They offer a lot of free webinars at the moment. There's lots of free training. Um, so again, employers and employees can be availing of that. And it's a good way for employers to maintain a link with their employees by maybe allocating some training to them. And again, there's no cost for the employer with that. Um, and even uh, here in Galway, um, there is a, a group called Quokka Wellness, um, a, a lady called Carrie Buds on it. And she's actually offering free workplace wellness strategy training program. Um, and that's specifically geared towards employees who are returning to work. And again, she's offering those free of charge as well. So it's, it's, and it's a strategy where she will speak to the employers and give them advice on what they can do to, to mitigate, I suppose, the worries of their employees for their return to the workplace. So th- there's lots of free resources available. And I think a lot of people are pulling together to trying to help each other, you know. Absolutely. And uh, I'll link to all of those resources you mentioned in the description of the podcast as well. So people have, have somewhere uh, to somewhere to get those and engage with those. Uh, Ruri, thanks again for your time today. Looking forward to having you on again soon. Rory's, nice speaking to you. Thank you for listening to another episode of HR Talk with HR Locker, the podcast that brings you all things HR, adult development, remote working, and deliberately developmental organizational culture. We're available on iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your favorite podcasts. Subscribe now and tune in for the next episode.